And it doesn't, I wish God didn't trust me so much sometimes. But, you know, so we know there's that spiritual warfare there. We know that in, in uh, Ephesians 6, this is where it says our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of the world, principalities, these things. So what Paul is telling us is a lot of the times we're fighting things, we're mad at people. It's, it's not people. We're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. We're supposed to love everybody who's made in God's image, which is everyone. Everybody you look in the eyes made in God's image. Love covers a multitude of sins. You know, all the love verses here. And what Paul is saying is, you, and, and, this, and this scripture goes deeper and talks about the spiritual armor, right? And, and tells you how you stand against it. But he's clearly saying there's spiritual warfare that we go through. You, you are going to have these battles that are not against people, but you think they are. Because it's the person in front of you that's causing you the trouble. Right? But on the other hand, Scripture says this. I want to read you James 1, 14 and 15. James says, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then, after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. So all of a sudden, here's James saying, oh, wait a minute. Your own evil, you, you, you have your own evil desires. Well, that didn't talk about Satan tempting you at all. That didn't talk about Satan being accusatory, or being in front of the armor of God, or any of that stuff. <coughs> James is saying it's us. Then in, in Colossians, Paul says, to put, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. So again, he's pointing at us saying, we have an earthly nature. Well, what is our earthly nature? It's fallen, right? We're not perfect. We were made to be perfect, but then when the fall happened, we became imperfect. Sinners, right? And then in, in 1 Corinthians, Paul goes, look, no temptation is overtaking you except what is common to man. Again, we're not, this doesn't talk about Satan at all. It doesn't talk about spiritual warfare or demons. Right? And it says God's faithful. He won't let you be tempted beyond what you can endure. And he says he always provides a way out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm always looking for that door. I don't ever find it. It's like, where is that way out? <laughs> it's true. So the question gets to be, is, spirit, is, is, is the things that happen in this life spiritual warfare, or is it us? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. It's both. And I want to go through how scripture goes about discerning how we know the difference. Because how we know the difference has a big deal to do with how we respond to it. You know, because if it's me, and it's my own sinful nature and stuff, doing stuff, and I'm thinking that it's the enemy, and I'm rebuking demons and all that stuff, I'm not getting anywhere, am I? Because it's me. And this is what this poor woman I was speaking to, I was trying to share with her, because she was thinking that it was all Satan after her, when in fact there were some things that she was involved in that she could control, but she wasn't. And she was never going to get better because she was fighting the wrong enemy. Because <laughs> the enemy was herself. Mm -hmm. Right? And so we can't just blame Satan for everything. The devil made me do it. Remember? Anybody know what flip was? <laughs> I'm old, I know. So... Here's what's interesting. God says he wants none to perish. Remember that? He wants all to come to saving faith through grace. Satan wants you to be your own God. This is a big difference between what's going on in the, in the upper realms. So God's made us in his image. 
We have emotions, we have intellect, we have will, free will. We are made in his image. He wants all of us to know him, have a relationship with him, and be the people he created us to be, as fallen as we are. And he gave us a way to do so through Christ. Satan, since the beginning, has said, I think I want to sit on his throne. <laughs> and got kicked out of heaven. Now he wants you to sit on his throne and say, you know, he's wrong. Do, do what you want. You know better than he does. The same argument he gave to Eve, he gives to us. But it's how this works where you can really discern it. So there are two factors that make us responsible for everything that happens. Okay. Now, did I say Satan's accusing and, and there's spiritual warfare and, and all this? Are, are we just victims of that? No. We, we have two things where, where God has given us the authority on this. One, he's, he, he, he says, yeah, you have fallen nature, but you have free will. Your nature's fallen, so you're going to seek out rebellion against me. You're going to look for shiny stuff I don't want you to have. <laughs> and in your free will, you've got to decide if you're going to do it or not. And that's the battle, right? Now, let's talk about fallen nature real quick. In Galatians 5, it says, For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with one another, so that you are not able to do whatever you want. Let's unpack that for a second. So you are flesh and spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is raging against your flesh, and your flesh is raging against the spirit, and they're battling each other. You want to do things, and the, have you ever had that? And the Holy Spirit conviction, you go, what are you doing? Don't do that. Like, but I want to do that. But don't do that. You have this little in, internal monologue, and you think like you're hearing voices. You're not. It's, it's this battle between your flesh and spirit. However, have you ever had your flesh win? Yes. Just shut down the spirit? You're laughing way too hard. Daily. Daily. Yeah, only in days of end and why, right? So, so what happens is this, 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 this fight's happening. Ooh, that one's good. Okay. I didn't come up with that one. I stole it. Okay. Um, your, your flesh is turning off the Holy Spirit. So this idea that you don't get to do what you want, even if you want to do the right thing, sometimes your flesh is so powerful and you've just not gotten to a place yet where you can fight that, it's your fault. And we hate our sin, we don't like that, but God gives us the opportunity to say, my grace is sufficient, I got you covered. Just come and admit it, and we'll, you know, God's mercy is new every morning. Dust yourself off and get back up and try again. Because he knows right here, he told us. In Mark 7, he says, this is Jesus, he said, when, what comes out of a person is what defiles them, for it is within out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lawlessness, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, folly, etc., etc., etc. All these evils come from inside. I didn't read the word Satan anywhere in that line. So Jesus is even confirming inside our fallen nature, in our heart, there's this, this evil thing. We want to do things that are, are carnal, I'll just say, that, that are, satisfy our, our, ourselves somehow. Romans 8 says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit God's laws. Indeed, it cannot. So, you know, I'm, I'm pounding this stuff on, 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 on our nature because a lot of what we go through that we think is spiritual warfare is actually us. 
and Satan's just taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. It's not Satan attacking you, right? Your bed's not raising off the ground, your head's not spinning around, you're not spitting green pea. You got Okay, green pea soup. You got green pea, so you're a urologist. Lisa's a nurse, check with her afterwards. So you think you're the only one. Here's Paul. Paul, right? Probably one of the most righteous guys in the Bible you meet. He's founded the church, Dallas Missionary. He says this, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. He's saying if I'm doing what I don't want to do, it means that I understand what's right and wrong. Listen to this, though. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but the sin living in me. For I know what good itself does not, I know that good itself does not belong in me. That is my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good. Everyone has the desire to do what is good. But I cannot carry it out. This is Paul. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I don't want to do. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it. I'm sorry. I have heard this so many times. Yeah. It just clicked what this means. This is the grace. This is what the grace is. Right. Okay. Sorry. So what he's saying is, I have a sick nature. I can't help myself. I would love to help myself. I don't want to do this. I want to be perfect. But there's only one perfect, and that's Jesus. So I can't be perfect. And I'm coming to grips with the fact I can't be perfect. It's not that my soul and my, my everything about my will wants to do this. I don't want to do it. But I do because I'm fallen. And it's the sin in me, not me. Because me, the true me, belongs to Christ. And that's why later God says, my grace is sufficient for you because in your weakness I will be your strength. Right? So even Paul is kind of telling us, look, you're human nature. I don't care who you are. You're going to have struggles. I'm sorry. No, please. Okay. Because, like, I get, I get in the argument with God, like, I'm doing what I don't want to do. Why don't you stop me? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done the prayer? Why? Dear God, take away my free will. But you say, you, you say you're my strength, but I don't have the strength to stop what I'm doing. Yeah. So it's it's hard for me to understand. I mean, he's he's got more strength to save me than I do, but to stop what I'm doing. So here's the answer, because I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna give it to you, because I like it. <laughs> Through our struggles, God's grace is sufficient enough. And everyone sees it. If none of us struggled, who would know God? Okay. How can God glorify himself in our weakness through his strength if we're not weak? Yeah. Why would I need God? Right. I wouldn't. And so I get to tell people, of all the sinners, I'm the worst, and God's grace is upon me, which is why I have hope where other people don't. Right? Because God can, can show his grace through us to others. And if you're just superwoman and you, you don't have these issues, guess what? How are you useful to God? A lot of prideful people want to know my secret. Yeah. 
So what we need to do is humble ourselves like Paul and say, I'm the worst, and, and thank goodness that God's grace is sufficient, and that he loves me, and I can show that to the world. See, Paul was never shy about saying what his, what his problem was. Right? So, we're told not to love the world with things in the world, because if we do, we don't love God. That's all our nature, because we love the shiny stuff, don't we? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> and food. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and food. Okay, good. <laughs> so this is what we're told. What are those things that are shining? Galatians 5. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentiousness, jealousy, outbursts, wrath, selfishness, ambition, dissensions, heresy, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, things like that. I'm like, things like that? I don't know what else there is. I call it culture. Right? So we're told to put to death whatever belongs to our earthly nature, which is the sexual immorality and all the stuff I just mentioned. But the spiritual warfare piece, this is, a, this is the nature part. This is the stuff that's in us. What about spiritual warfare? How, if that's all us, we're safe. Here we go. Be self-controlled and alert, because your enemy prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. Resisting and stand firm in the faith. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus says, I can't believe you have life abundantly. John says, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Okay, I still don't get the difference. Luke says, Jesus is like, Simon, Simon, that's Peter. Look out! Satan has come to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, and your, and your faith may not fail. Okay. So what's the difference? I mean, you, you read these things, oh, I'm confused. Let me help you. Spiritual warfare is the fight for your soul. It's the devil trying to get you to reject God. Reject who he is. Reject his authority. Reject his supremacy. And you become your own God. You get to decide for yourself everything. Okay. Now, how does that play into our self-fallen nature? I want that. I want to be the master of all I survey. I want to be king. I want the stuff I want. And scripture tells me I have to die myself. I don't get to act in every impulse. I don't get to do everything I want to do. And that's why I have to be a new creation in Christ. I have to be born again in the spirit. I have to be changed and transformed. Because if I'm not, I'm going to want all that stuff. I'm going to act on it in my sinful nature. And Satan's going to take advantage of my sinful nature by tempting me to be my own God. Satan attacks your faith. Satan attacks your belief. And he turns you to the world and makes you believe what the world believes, the culture believes, is what you should believe. And he separates you from God. And you start to question God's goodness. You start to question God's love. You start to question why God doesn't take away all your, your sin. You start to question who this God is. As if we should question God. Remember in the end of Job, he questions God. How'd that go for him? And I've heard about, yeah, please, in the back. Hand up in the back, hand up in the back. Hand up in the back. Sorry, I'm not paying attention. That's okay. So then, is the devil free will? No. 
Um, free will is our, our ability. I know what free will okay. is. Okay, so the devil wouldn't be free will because okay. we can choose against him. Okay. Right. And a house divided cannot stand. Right. right. It's called okay. ego. When we try to, to decide whether we're good. pride. Well, Pride of life, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. Yeah, like we're going to tell our own God, make our own decisions. Yeah. So if I decide I want to preach a different gospel than this, then I got trouble. I got trouble, right? Now, how many pastors do that? The answer is way too many. Now, just you, just you, not Satan, is the evil nature inside you. But Satan is the one where you feel like he's trying to pull your soul away from God. It's a soul fight. Mm -hmm. It's to whom you belong. Mm -hmm. That's spiritual warfare. Yeah. What's not spiritual warfare is your depression or your anxiety or an abusive husband or boyfriend or girlfriend. What is not spiritual warfare is child abuse, all that stuff. Those are evil people <laughs> who are acting in their human nature, their evilness from their heart, and doing evil things. Now, are they spurred on by Satan? Absolutely they are. Absolutely they are. Is it spiritual warfare to try to get your soul? It depends on how you respond. See, to get your soul, what happens is Satan says, God's not good. What's happened to you, you either deserve or you should seek revenge. You should not forgive because that person is not forgivable for what they did, for goodness sakes, really. You start to judge everything based on the world standards, not on God's standards, which are completely different. Right? In that situation, Jesus said, wait, forgive. Pray for those who persecute you. Forgive, the, you know, forgive your enemy. Give them a drip of water, all this stuff. Or like... <laughs> and when Satan sees you acting your nature, he plows into you. Oh, yeah. And then you start to hear things about your relationship with God. And the spiritual warfare fight is the peace about you and God and your relationship, not the stuff that happens. See, what I always find fascinating, because I've had these same kind of prayers. Why didn't God stop a circumstance? He's, he's all powerful. How would he learn? Right. And, and scripture shows over and over again. He doesn't change circumstances. He meets you in them. Yeah. And it's like, wouldn't it be nice, though, if we weren't abusive children? Wouldn't it be nice if there weren't abusive people and rapists and all that? Wouldn't it be nice if there's no war? I don't get it. But God in his wisdom said, look, you fell. Okay. There's now evil in the world. And you get to choose me or you get to choose evil. And there's a reckoning and there'll be justice. And every tear will be dried and every it's all gonna work out. Because it all works out his plan. No one no one messes with his plan. But for us on a daily basis, what's important is knowing the difference because again, this poor woman I was talking to, she's fighting a lot of fight. She, she's looking for Satan to be attacking her and all these different things, when in fact, what the situation is, it's an evil person, and some really bad decision-making on her part. And then Satan taking advantage of that, making a question, is God really for me? You know, people read this, this scripture about Jeremiah uh, that says, uh, is it Joshua, excuse me, um, you know, I plans to prosper you, not to harm you. 
It's like, Jeremiah 29 11. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Walking Bible. <laughs> <laughs> we tend to take the Bible and apply everything in it as if he's talking to us. Jesus tells the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Lazarus had nothing good in his life, Jesus says. But when he died, he had Abraham. He went to heaven, went to the third heaven, right? And you're like, well, what plans to prosper Lazarus did they have? He didn't look like he got prospered very much. But he did eternal. And so sometimes when we read this book, we can't be so literal about, oh, he, talked to, he told Joshua he's going to have plans to prosper and not harm him. That means it means me too. Maybe. Or maybe the plans he has for me are eternal plans. And he's going to prosper me eternally. He's going to prosper me there. And, and, and in this life, I'm going to be like Job. I'm going to have a battle with Satan. And I, I, all I have to do is be faithful, no matter what he does to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm God's champion in that moment. And I wish he hadn't picked me. <laughs> right? And so you've got to be a little bit discerning when you're reading, when God's speaking to someone directly. Is it dual prophecy? Does it mean you too? Or is it just he's talking about this and there's a broader meaning to it that doesn't necessarily mean your life right now is going to be fabuloso. Your life right now might be hard. And what I want you to know is some of it may be spiritual warfare. Some of it well, let me tell you this. If you're a Christian, if you're following their spiritual warfare, every day Satan's trying to pull you away from God. That's just a reality. And the closer you get to God, the harder he fights you. He doesn't want you to go, and he doesn't want you to take others with you. And so your evangelism will suffer, your missionary work will suffer, your preaching will suffer, talking to your friends will suffer, he'll try to isolate you, people will leave you. you, you know, he'll try to make your worldly life miserable so that you say, this isn't worth it. That's the spiritual battle. The world battle is we live in enemy territory. This place is evil, it's fallen. And we have decided to be counter-culture people. We've always been different than the culture. Whether it was the first century Christians in, in Rome or Greece or wherever they were, Jerusalem, being different than everyone else, or us today, 2021, 20, in this crazy world we live in, believing things that the world has said is crazy. <coughs> so it's great meme ahead. Uh, it said, when everyone's walking toward the cliff and you're walking away from it, you're the one that looks like you're crazy. <laughs> right? There's some truth to that. But it's so important that we understand what we're fighting. Because I believe our fight's not against flesh and blood. I, I don't really often get angry with people necessarily. It's hard not to, but you've got to train yourself not to because they're probably being influenced. The reason people are angry and hard to work with and what I call extra grace required people is probably because their backgrounds, there's something in it that makes them that way. Everything has causation, so have compassion. You know, there's that, that line that says everyone's going through something. Be nice. Right? Yeah. Most of the time you don't know what it is. So I can have compassion and love for God's creation. Even when they're doing evil things, because scripture says pray for those people, right? Love those people that are unlovable. But the moment they start doing spiritual warfare against me, the game changes. You want to have a worldly conflict with me and argue about faith on it? I love you. It's great. You want to try to pull me away from God? 
you want to try to get me away from Jesus, then I'll put the armor of God on and we will go to war. Because that's spiritual warfare. The other is just our fallen natures that we have to live with and, and, and go with. So what I want you to be able to discern is in your life right now, whatever's going on, and I know there's things going on. Think going on me? Like my wife. When we don't agree on things or having arguments or trouble, is it Satan trying to mess up our marriage? There's books about there. Satan's trying to kill my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more I'm trying to kill my marriage. I, just gonna say <laughs> I think it's more me know, than, than Satan. <laughs> I don't think Satan can have every, every bookshelf in my house going, oh, now I can get time to do this. <laughs> I think it's, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I think I'm a man and, and I'm not good at certain things and, you know, and it's my fault. Now, does Satan take advantage of those things? Yes. yes. To try to make us question the covenant relationship God has put us in? Yes. To make us question how we serve God and all that? Absolutely. But see how I discern the two? One, I'm an idiot. Two, Satan gets in there and uses that against me to try to make me think that maybe God didn't put us together. That's a subtle difference, but that's where these things can lead to and how God takes advantage of stuff. So let's say you're having a struggle right now. Let's say you're dead broke and you have debt up to your wazoo. Can I say wazoo? It's a good one. They use it in a commercial once, I think I'm okay. And you're like, the enemy's after me. No. Will the enemy use that against you? Yeah, he'll leverage it. Yes. Because some prosperity preacher will say, well, you just don't have enough faith. If you just have enough faith, you have more money. Happens. And then your faith will wane. You're like, what? See, that's how Satan works. But the actual debt piece is really not yeah. spiritual to work. Made bad he made some bad choices and you know, I just got cleaned it up. Right. But isn't there hope in knowing that most of it's you? Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> if it is, let me tell you a secret. You ready? This is the big secret. No. Okay, la 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 la. <laughs> Everyone that doesn't want to hear, but la 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 la. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. How you think is how you are. It's all in our heads. So if I'm having struggles with my sin nature, it's all in my head. How I think is how I am. And that's why. Scripture says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See how that all ties together? That God's so smart. <laughs> so I hope tonight, in a short period of time, on this huge topic, I've been able to help you see how to discern whether it's an enemy attack that you really got to you know, put that armor on, gear up, and go to war against, which is trying to pull you away from your faith. You got to get around people, you know, get around your brothers and sisters, and hold on tight because it's a big battle. Versus how you have a fallen nature that desires things that God says is not good for you. You know, people always ask me, how do you deal with sin? You know, it's not popular to talk about sin nowadays. Well, some pastors just go, sin! I'm not one of them. What I tell you is, you know, sin is selfishness. We decide we want something that God says is not the best for us. And you're choosing mediocre over the best. And you'll pay for it. That's what sin is. Right? And so I choose not to choose mediocre the best I can. But I got to know the difference between the warfare versus the, my bad choices so that 
when Satan comes in and tries to use one of my bad choices against me to pull me away from God, I can recognize it for what it is. And I don't have to feel <coughs> overwhelmed as if Satan's standing on my chest all the time on things that are happening as if I have no control over them. Because I would say probably 80% about what's going on in our spiritual battles is our, is our nature. And Satan's trying to leverage it versus true spiritual warfare where you have a demon, of, like a generational demon attached to you or a demon of alcoholism or those kind of things, which are true. Right? Mm -hmm. Anybody need exorcism? Let me know. I'm happy to help. Maybe. <laughs> I will lay hands on you. <laughs> Maybe. But think about your lives right now and see if you can discern it. It might make things a little easier for you to figure out where to go from here. And all God's people said? Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you very Thank you. much. Ladies. Good job.